I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. You've probably been hearing a lot of buzz about artificial intelligence lately. There are some new AI platforms that came to light in the past couple of months that are making all kinds of headlines. Because some of these new AI tools can write copy and create graphics, some people in the creative industry are reacting as if the sky is falling. (laughs) Well, all this buzz about artificial intelligence is right in line with one of my predictions for 2023, that artificial intelligence will become more useful in everyday work. And that's what we're going to explore in greater depth in this episode. And before I jump into the details of this prediction, let me just quickly remind you of all the predictions that I made for work life in 2023 back in episode 92. Prediction number one, the labor shortage will continue and get worse. Prediction number two, we will experience a values clash at work between those who work to live and those who live to work. Prediction number three, artificial intelligence becomes more useful in everyday work. Prediction number four, return to the office and work from home will clash in a push-pull relationship. And prediction number five, interpersonal skills are the most important skills at work. All right, so in this episode, as promised, we're digging into prediction number three, that artificial intelligence will become more useful in everyday work. Now, if you haven't heard all the buzz in the media, or perhaps even tried some of these new AI tools yourself, let me give you a quick rundown. During the past few months, AI tools that can write marketing copy, write love letters, write poems, heck, even write your 10th grade history essay, have blown up the internet. And I mean blown up. Some of these sites you can't even get on because they are so busy. The most popular of these is ChatGPT, a powerful new chatbot that communicates in plain English and is generally useful for a wide variety of tasks. It was developed by OpenAI, an artificial intelligence research company intent on shaping the future of technology. It works far better than its predecessors. It can write with reasonable accuracy and style. Whether you ask it to write prose or poetry or computer code or a love letter, it does a reasonably good job. And it does so by engaging a complex algorithm that generates meaningful sentences. It's not perfect, of course, but it's way better than what we've been seeing using AI for regular workplace tasks like writing that have been known to require some thinking and creativity and simply can't be performed by a basic algorithm. So this is a significant step above. Now, before I get any further into this, let's get a few terms defined. And sometimes these terms get used interchangeably, but they are indeed distinct. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, and deep learning. First, artificial intelligence. This is an umbrella term, and it refers to the ability of a machine, often a computer, but not exclusively a computer, to imitate intelligent human behavior. 
A quick example of a non-computer, well, actually there's a computer on board, but a quick example of a machine that's not a traditional computer would be the iRobot vacuum cleaner. So I have one of those and it has figured out the floor plan of the first floor of my house. It knows not to fall down the stairs to the basement, even though there's no gate or door to the stairs to the basement, it's operating intelligently as it approaches the stairs so it doesn't fall down them like a drunken house guest who can't find his bedroom. Next is machine learning. This is more specific than artificial intelligence. It refers to a machine, again, typically a computer, whether that computer is onboard my vacuum cleaner or my smartphone or some other device with a computer in it, or even a supercomputer. Anyway, a machine that operates with AI, that is, it imitates intelligent human behavior, and it uses a sophisticated set of algorithms to automatically learn while it's performing tasks and get better at those tasks. A quick and relatable example of this is my smartphone. It knows which apps I am most likely to use first thing in the morning, and it puts them at the top of my screen in the morning for my convenience. It has learned my habits and it's improving my experience as a result. Now, my phone did not get an upgrade in technology, nor did I tell it what to suggest in the morning. Instead, it has learned about me and my habits all on its own, and it's improving my experience of using it as a result. It knows to put my meditation app, my calendar, and yes, a browser tab with Wordle open in it at the top of my phone screen in the morning. And if we want to get even a little bit more technical, there is deep learning. Deep learning is a type of machine learning that is based on artificial neural networks that operate similar to the human brain using multiple layers of computer processing to learn from large amounts of data. Deep learning is a key technology behind driverless cars, for example. My oldest son recently got a Tesla, and when he was taking me for a ride, he put it in autopilot mode. Now, it is deep learning that is behind autopilot mode. The touchscreen display showed us all the things the car was able to identify as we drove. Stop signs, stop lights, the distance between his car and the car in front of it, whether the vehicle in the next lane to us was a SUV or a sedan. It even identified parked cars in the lots of restaurants and retail stores that we passed pedestrians on the sidewalk, and even dogs with their owners on the sidewalks. That is deep learning. Okay, so there's your primer. Artificial intelligence is an umbrella term for machines that imitate human behavior. Machine learning imitates intelligent human behavior, and it learns from its experience to improve the experience. And deep learning, that is machine learning that processes tons of data and approximates the way the human brain works. All right, throughout the rest of this conversation, I'm gonna use the umbrella term AI or artificial intelligence, unless something else really requires it. Although some of the tools that are emerging certainly are using machine learning and deep learning. Okay, so along comes ChatGPT a couple of months ago. I'll link to it in the show notes if you wanna take it for a spin, if you haven't yet. You can ask it to write a thank you note to a friend, thanking them for a birthday gift or for their hospitality when you stayed at their house recently. And if you don't like what it writes, you can ask for a revision. You want it funny? Ask it to make it humorous. It does a reasonably good job at tasks like this. Now, it hasn't learned your particular style yet, at least not as you're just starting to use it. If you use it a long time, it gets more familiar with your style. But at first, you would want to probably revise the text to get it in your own voice and style. 
but you would be starting with a very passable first draft. Now, there are also some other tools that are even more sophisticated than ChatGPT. WordTune, for example, also linked in the show notes. WordTune offers two writing styles, casual and formal, and it has an array of what it calls spices to choose from to spice up your writing. You can ask it to emphasize something or expand on an idea or give a definition. You can even ask it to provide a counterargument or give an analogy. It will offer historical examples and statistical facts if you ask it to. It'll even cite its sources so you can decide if they're credible. Now, ChatGPT and WordTune are just two examples. It seems like there are new ones each week. How do they work? Well, they have read trillions of words on the internet and then using AI, and of course, now you know, machine learning and perhaps even some deep learning, their algorithms approximate what a reasonably intelligent human would do or say if tasked with that writing project or creative project. Now, if it hasn't occurred to you yet, let me call this out. Some of what is out there on the internet is plain old wrong or biased or a conspiracy theory. Now, the more deep learning gets integrated into these platforms, the less likelihood that these platforms will turn out garbage. But for now, I'd recommend that if you're using them for anything beyond goofing around, you do some serious fact checking of what they generate, especially if you're using it for anything beyond sending Aunt Edna a thank you note for the sweater that she knit for your birthday. And then there are the visual versions of this artificial intelligence software. Yes, the same creators who are developing systems that write prose and poetry and computer code are also making platforms that make stunning images. OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT, also developed Dolly, D-A-L-L-E, also linked in the show notes. Uh, Stable Diffusion Web and Night Cafe Creator are a couple of other ones. You give it a description of an image that you'd like it to create. You just type it in using natural language, like a picturesque scene of a tall pine tree draped in snow with two deer standing in front of it. And just in a few short seconds, a few different renderings of your image will appear. (laughs) Now, I don't need to create that image for me because that's what I see out my office window right now, minus the deer. You can ask it to add a cabin with smoke coming out of the chimney and frosty windows too, if you wanted. Or you could mash up different genres and ask it to create a golden retriever smoking a cigar dressed up in the style of steampunk. (laughs) Again, check out the show notes and you'll see the golden retriever that I conjured up. Okay, so now maybe you can see why the creative types might think the sky is falling. But I don't think it's quite that simple. I think these applications of AI can speed up the creative process, but we still have significant edits to make. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, 
back to the show. Now, AI has been accelerating in use in other fields over the past several years. Of course, we've had customer service chatbots that can help you with changing your reservation at a hotel or giving us the hours of the closest bank branch. We've had those for quite some time now. But let's look at a few other applications of AI in some other industries. Let's start with agriculture. Now, this past fall, there was a severe drought in the Western United States that lasted well into the winter. AI can help. Sensors on agricultural equipment, think combines and tractors, are working in combination with satellites and drones. Water can be more efficiently applied to the places that need it, and machine learning is being used here, connecting various technical systems so that they can identify patterns, make decisions, and improve the system of watering crops, applying fertilizer, and so forth as they experience the outcomes of the decisions that they've made and the outcomes that those decisions have produced. So they're getting smarter listening to themselves and watching the outcomes based on the decisions they've made. So agriculture has been using this for a while. Medicine. Algorithms and machine learning are being used in medicine. So if you've got a condition, let's say something that might be a tumor, a skin lesion, um, something going on that needs a medical scan. So whether that's a CT scan, whether that is uh, an x-ray, that sort of thing, machine learning is being used more and more to give a running start to a diagnosis. So machine learning will compare your scan to thousands of scans in a database and look for similarities and suggest possible diagnosis. So this speeds up the process of reading the scans and getting the results back to the patients. Well, at least in theory, it should do that. Now, as you might guess, false positives and false negatives can certainly be a problem where it thinks that there's a there there that isn't there, or it misses something that is there. So that's why human doctors also have to review the results before sharing them with patients. Now, in human resources, AI has been used for a long time. So AI will use, especially in larger companies where a talent management system is used behind the scenes when people apply for jobs. So that talent management system has AI built into it that's going to match the job requirements against the applicants and what they enter into the system to do that initial screening. Now, it was notoriously bad with its algorithms when it first came out 20 some odd years ago. I recall a close friend applying for a position with a large organization, having the automatic system send a rejection letter because he didn't fit all the requirements. The rejection letter was sent within minutes of him submitting his application. And then the very next day, that same company and its same talent management system automatically sent him an email encouraging him to apply for the position it had rejected him from the previous day because it saw his qualifications in the database and he looked like a good match. (laughs) Maddening. When I worked at a large organization and was a hiring manager, I asked the recruiting team to allow me to see all of the applications, not just the ones that the talent management system wanted to pass through to me. I wanted to see them all. And then another thing that happens in human resources and recruiting is something called degree bias. So degree bias is maybe you don't have a master's degree or even a bachelor's degree and the position calls for it. Well, 
artificial intelligence systems are beginning to catch up with that rather than automatically rejecting somebody. There's a system called SkyHive that has built improved algorithms to get better candidates. So maybe somebody who doesn't have a degree, but they've got lots of experience in communication and customer service skills, and it suggests them for a position that's suited to their unique skills that would have otherwise required a bachelor's degree. So You can see that these applications of AI in agriculture, medicine, and human resources are not necessarily replacing farmers, doctors, and hiring managers, or even corporate recruiters. What they're doing is they're taking some of the rote tasks out. They're looking for matches based on patterns that the artificial intelligence has seen before, and then making recommendations. Now, it's still up to the farmers, the doctors, the hiring managers, and the recruiters to make decisions based on those recommendations. And now artificial intelligence is coming to more creative fields like copywriting and graphic design. Based on my steampunk golden retriever, I'm going to suggest that there's still a ways to go with perfecting this technology. It's not going to replace my graphic designer anytime soon. But it is getting people's attention and shaking things up in the creative world. That's for sure. Practically every day, New innovative uses for artificial intelligence are released. AI has evolved into a powerful tool that enables machines to think and act like humans. Moreover, it has garnered the focus from tech companies around the world, and it's considered the next significant technological shift after the evolution of mobile and cloud platforms. As AI progresses, it will become increasingly cost-effective and accessible for businesses, making it a mainstream part of the workplace. As you've heard here today, AI technology is quickly becoming more sophisticated and many different industries are already using it to automate tasks and increase efficiency. So yeah, this is prediction number three, that artificial intelligence will become more useful in our everyday work. And if you haven't heard of it being applied to your field just yet, hang in there. It's headed your way. It's only January of this year, and already AI is exploding. Greg Brockman, the president of OpenAI, recently made this prediction on December 31st, 2022. He said, quote, 2023 will make 2022 look like a sleepy year for AI advancement and adoption, end quote. So there is my prediction. Artificial intelligence will become more useful in your everyday work. I want to encourage you to check out the show notes and try out some of the AI applications, either for writing or for generating images that I've discussed here today. Again, you can find them in the show notes at this episode, working conversations forward slash 95 for episode number 95, which is what this is. Now, if you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm also starting to make some other videos there too. So even if you listen to the podcast on a podcast player, you'll want to head over to YouTube and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson, PhD. That's all one word, J-A-N-E-L-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-D, so that you don't miss a thing. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. Wherever you are listening or watching, please leave me a review. It helps other listeners find me and it's just plain old makes me feel good. All right, my friends, until next time, be well. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.